What is up, my friends? I've got a fantastic bonus episode for you guys this week. Throughout this man's lifespan, he's been a gymnast, a wrestler, an ultra runner, a husband, a father, a personal trainer, and an American Ninja Warrior. What? Talk about do big things. I couldn't wait to talk to this guy. His name is Corey Torkelson, and he has a super inspiring story. You can tune in this next Monday, May 31st, just a few days after this episode drops, and see him on the American Ninja Warrior. Do yourself a favor and follow this guy on Instagram too. His handle is at theultra.ninja. The stuff this guy is doing is insane. Everything from ninja workouts to ultra running to walking around on stilts. I know you're going to love this guy. We want to thank our sponsors. First of all, ExoSkin. They make a full range of apparel from hats and socks and everything in between. ExoSkin is the only seamless athletic apparel brand that is made in the United States. Their stuff is really comfortable and great at providing protection from chafing, blisters, and hot spots, even odor. If you're into anything outdoors, you've got to check them out. Their shorts, socks, shirts, and hats have all been through the most challenging races in the world, and they stand behind their product with a 30-day money-back guarantee. If you wear it and you're not convinced, send it back for a full refund. Come on, what do you guys have to lose? I want you to do me a favor. Check out exoskin.us. That's spelled X-O-S-K-I-N dot U-S. Use our discount code BTC, all caps, for big things crewing. That's a 20% off promo code. Do it. You won't regret it. Even if you do regret it, you can send it back for a full refund. Come on. This podcast is also brought to you by On Pace Wellness. My man, Will Benitez, is working with some of the finest athletes around, and he's helping them find even more success. I just talked to this guy today. What a gentleman he is. Will is a certified nutritionist, and he knows what he's talking about when it comes to diet and nutrition. You want to take your game up to the next level? Contact On Pace Wellness. Perhaps you're not an elite athlete and you just want to be healthier, feel better. Maybe you just need a little guidance. Contact On Pace Wellness. Mention this podcast and he's going to give you a 10% discount and get you properly tuned up for success. Do me a favor, guys. Check him out. You're going to feel better. You're going to be stronger. Everything's going to be clicking better. You're going to be mentally more sharp. Contact On Pace Wellness. He'll get you tuned up, I promise. Last but not least, this podcast is brought to you by Athletic Brewing, the finest non-alcoholic craft beer on the market. Uh, I personally don't drink anymore, but I can still have myself a tasty beer or two without all the negative side effects. You can have one in the middle of the day and not have to worry about driving. You can have a couple at night and not worry about being groggy in the morning. There is no hangover with this stuff because there's no alcohol. Check them out, athleticbrewing.com. I want you guys to use my discount code, McRobertsA20, all caps, M-C-R-O-B-E-R-T-S-A, and the number 20, 
all caps, for 20% off the finest NA beer around. Buy two six-packs or more, and you don't have to worry about shipping costs either. Enjoy the taste without the hangover. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the American Ninja Warrior, Corey Torkelson. This is the Do Big Things Podcast, where we want to inspire you to do big things. This podcast is brought to you by Big Things Crewing, a service for ultra runners from beginner to elite. Not only can we get you trained up, but we can also crew you into the finish line. Find us at big-things-crewing.com. Now, here is your host, Adam McRoberts. I'm doing pretty good. Good. Another beautiful day. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah it was a great, great one today. Tell um, me, how's your day? You're a personal trainer, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. Um, so today it was kind of, uh, it was a wild, uh, a wild day today um, with my kids there. My, my son is, is sick. And, uh, and so uh, we're trying to, you know, clean up messes with that. And, uh, but uh, yeah, it was kind of, it's kind of hard to recall everything, um, from the day, but, uh, <laughs> bad, huh? <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, issue, it's a problem that I have anyways, you know, just being able to, to recall things, uh, quickly is, is hard in anyways for me, but, but yeah, today with, with Elijah being sick, it made everything a little bit tougher. Okay. I got you. Why is it tough for you to recall things? What do you mean? Well, uh, in 2008, I had a, uh, I was in a car accident yeah. and I, uh, and I had a really bad head injury. So, I mean, among other things, I mean, a bunch of broken bones, uh, I had a, a pretty bad head injury and, and was, uh, in a coma for a few days. And, uh, yeah, when I, when I kind of came to, um, I just, I really didn't, everything, everything was, uh, like I didn't realize I, I had, you know, a, a lot of, a, a long ways to go. You know what I mean? I felt like, um, you know, everybody else was, was, uh, was kind of talking to me, like, you know, I, I can't really explain how, how, uh, how it was. I just, I think I felt like, uh, gosh, it's hard to even talk about, um, we're just jumping right into the fire here, man. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, it, it's, it, you know, it's, it's, I'm a different person than I was when I, before the accident. So, okay. Okay. um, and, and really I used running to help reinvent myself and, yeah. and, uh, and I think I'm better, better because of the accident. I, I don't think my, my life was going the right direction. Um, you know, I could have been, uh, you know, I was kind of a, a bodybuilder and, uh, trying to, you know, just put on a lot of, a lot of muscle. And I, I was kind of lost and, and just, um, had just gotten out, you know, graduated college. And I was, I was, um, early in my career working at a, at a, um, a physical therapy clinic on the, um, 
kind of the fitness side of the, of the clinic after people would be released from their, mm. their, uh, their physical therapy, they'd come over to us and we'd set them up with a program and get started in, in the, uh, in the gym. Um, and so I was, I was at this, this, uh, physical therapy clinic when I had the car accident. Um, it was, it was around Christmas and, uh, um, my brother, my brother Levi was in the car with me and, and the passenger in my, uh, you know, on my, on my passenger side, um, actually yanked on the, on the wheel. And, uh, I probably gave her a lot of, you know, reason to actually, you know, yank on the wheel. I wasn't, I was kind of a jerk, you know, maybe I was, uh, you know, maybe I was, I, I had her kind of, uh, you know, irritated with me. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't blame her for pulling on the wheel. Uh, it was something she probably just trusted me to be able to, to recover and, and, nobody would do something like that if they knew, you know, what was going to happen. So we, 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 uh, spun off the road and hit a tree and, and then, uh, I was airlifted. My brother, uh, he was, he died there, uh, on the, on the scene. Um, but, um, you know, coming, coming to with the head injury, it really slowed down the whole process, like getting hit with the news that your brother, uh, you know, is gone yeah. and he died in your, I mean, you're really protected from that kind of news when you have that kind of a head injury. So I was, I was, you know, slowly coming to, to grip with, you know, what actually happened as my brain was healing. And, and I was using running to help that. Um, I didn't know initially that's what I was doing, but then I started reading some books and, uh, and started realizing, you know, understanding, uh, you know, how good it is for you cognitively. And, mm-hmm. and, and uh, just, I was thinking about it for more on the, uh, on the, uh, the end of trying to heal from that, that head injury. Yeah. Holy cow, man. So I, I knew bits and pieces of your story just from a little bit of research I'd done and I knew you'd been in an accident. Um, so you were driving the car and there was someone else in the passenger seat and was your brother like in the back seat? Yeah, he was laying down. Okay. Um, we were coming back from my parents' house and he had had, had some drinks and, um, you know, I was sober and I was driving back and, okay. uh, and yeah, it was just, you know, I was just kind of into this, something was going on between me and, and, and the passenger. I'm not going to say who it was, but, yeah, yeah. um, but you know, she just, uh, you know, did an impulsive thing and, wow. and, uh, and uh, I might've given her, you know, I might've, you know, aggravated her to that point, but, um, no fault you know, of, uh, of yours. I've, I've been there, Yeah, uh, you know, uh, I just, you know, I, it, yeah, yeah. Wow. So, so, um, so let's back up a little bit, man. I, sorry, we just jumped right into the fire there and I had no intention of doing that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. Um, so um, you grew up in gymnastics, right? Is that your, your mm-hmm. primary background? So like gymnastics from a really young age? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So from about four years old. Okay. okay. Um, and then I kind of, I got out of it around 15 or so in high school. Mm, okay. Did you grow up in Texas? Yeah. Okay. San Antonio. Mm-hmm. San Antonio. Yep, yep. I don't hear an accent, man. 
<laughs> no, I say y'all. Okay. <laughs> but, but I don't, I don't have too much of an accent. Got it. I got another buddy, an ultra runner buddy from uh, San Antonio and his accent is strong, man. And he, who's that? he's all Texas. His name is John Sharp. Oh, I know John. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was just listening to an audio book the other day and, and I heard somebody talking about John Sharp you oh, know, no on kidding. some mountain, on some uh, mountain somewhere. And he, he was some conversation they had with him. Okay. Well, was it a David Clark book? Yeah, it was. Okay. The only reason I say that is because I was just recently listening to that book too. And I heard that I heard his name in it. And uh, yeah, he's a buddy of mine. We've done a bunch of running together and he was out here in Colorado last summer and uh, we climbed a couple mountains and he's oh, a yeah? crazy dude, but uh, you know, he's one of my buds. So that's awesome. Yeah, man. Um, okay. So um gymnastics up till like age 15 and then uh if i heard right you jumped into wrestling at that point yeah that's good yeah no i, I got into wrestling and i did really well in in you know in texas but it was kind of early texas wrestling we were just uil like mm -hmm. sanctioned uh, you know so it was kind of the beginning in texas but um i think it's getting getting a lot bigger here yeah. um I, I think I went on to, I went to state four years, uh, um, never did anything when I got there. I always kind of got my butt kicked when I got to state. Um, and, and sometimes I didn't handle it very well. I don't think I was a very good loser. Um, so going back to kind of who I was before my, my accident, I, I, I think I was, uh, you know, I don't lie. I mean, I like the person that I am now versus who I was before. I was just, I was kind of like a, like a fighter or maybe a, like a, just kind of ruthless, I guess, you know, I, I didn't, uh, yeah. I don't know. Well, I definitely wasn't a perfect kid growing up by any means. And uh, I was in my fair share of fights too. When you say fighter, do you mean like, like brawler, like, out on the playground at school type of guy or like what do you mean yeah 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 okay well, yeah like that yeah. yeah now i'm a i'm still a fighter but i just i don't have any kind of i don't have that kind of aggressive you know towards other people i realize that there there's something else going on i don't take offense to much anymore like yeah. i used to yeah yeah um, same here you i mean once you grow up you sort of grow out of that but and you found a way to channel that and, you know, by the way, I never really did a full introduction, so I should, we should let people know who you are. Um, your name is Corey Torkelson, and you're not only an ultra runner, but you're an American Ninja Warrior, you're a personal trainer, you've got all these things going on. So um, jumping back into the conversation where we were, like, sure, none of us were perfect back in the past, you know, I mean, if, if you were a, a scrappy kid in high school, um, it sounds like you've grown up and found a way to sort of channel that in a positive yeah. direction. So yeah. yeah, dude, I mean, there's, there's no fault there at all, man. And, and I know, um, I don't know, I, I didn't wrestle in high school, I did like martial arts and stuff in high school, but I, I wish I would have wrestled, because I know that the discipline that that gives you, man, that is hard, hard work. <laughs> yeah, no, it did. It taught me how to suffer. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I, I, um, you know, going and getting in the sauna and, and, and cutting weight. Those and, weight cuts. Yeah. And not eating and all this. So sometimes uh, even when I go in, when I go into a race, you know, sometimes I, if something isn't 
you know, quite that isn't that awesome. Say I'm a little hungry or I'm a little underfed. I, I don't, um, you know, it, it doesn't, it, I don't think it hurts me as much as it hurts other people. Cause yeah. I've, I've kind of, I've come into a lot of, a lot of matches, super underfed, like not eating for days. Mm. Um, yeah. but, uh, were you doing big weight cuts? You know what? And I think the the wrestling and the cutting the weight actually affected my appetite. And I think it, it might actually, it hurt me a little bit as an ultra distance runner because my, my nutrition, when I'm running, if I fail, it's, it's cause I failed to, to keep putting the energy, the, you know, the food into me. So, sure. um, so I've, I've messed around with some different strategies before I, I, I used, when I first started, I just, I just ate all the food I could, you know, I could find. I didn't, Yep. You know, I would, I would pick the stuff I wanted to eat, but I didn't have anything, uh, like I wasn't using goo or anything like that. Okay. Um, and so the, you know, kind of the first time I ever, I ever finished a big race, it was when I was just like, I'm just going to goo every aid station in the middle between every aid station. Right. And I, I was able to take it and, and I just, it was the only time I've ever continued to feed myself through the race. So, um, I'm trying to, you know, try some different things. Uh, you know, I can't just live on the goo. Oh, dude. So if you've got any tips for me, uh, I'm just, <laughs> well, are you eating like real food now rather than the goo or what are you doing? That's when I first started, I, 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 I would eat real food. So I've, I've got oh. the ability to do it. I just, you know, I don't, um, my appetite is pretty, pretty small. When I eat food, I eat, I, eat, you know, small portions. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, I mean, I think, it's easier for me to get a lot of calories when I drink the calories as I go. I'm using okay. this stuff called it's the Martin or Morton. Okay. Um, it's a 320 calorie drink. It's uh, a, I guess it gels up in your stomach or something. I don't know how to about the, the hydro gel technology, but yeah, uh, yeah. it's, it seems to be pretty good. I used it for my last uh, 12 hour race, uh, okay. spider mountain. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people are using just the, the liquid calories nowadays and it seems to work better for them. And I've always had problems in ultras with getting sick. You know, I was, so I, I did uh Ironman for Ironman's first. I dabbled in triathlon for a while. And when I was training for those, everyone that was sort of showing me the way and teaching me was telling me, you've got to eat a goo every 20 minutes. That that's what you got to do. And so I jam all these mm -hmm. goos down and I was just getting sick, man. Just all that sugar. Yeah. I'd end up puking. And then I took the same advice into ultra running and I'd, I'd set my watch like every 20 minutes. Okay, Adam, you got to have a gel. And I'd just be puking yeah. all over the place and it just wasn't working for me. So eventually, you know, I, I sort of moved on to the real food and, but my stomach's queasy when I'm running ultras, you know, I'll do fruit. Fruit usually goes down pretty good. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, just little you bites tailwind or anything tailwind. What do you, or just drink water. Yeah. Uh, I usually have one yeah, water, one tailwind. tailwind yet, but okay. Is it the taste? You don't like the taste? Okay. Yeah. I just, I need to get some and just start using it on my training runs, sure. um, but I'm drinking this, this Martin okay. uh, drink right now. And it's, it's working for me so far, but it, you always have tailwind at the races. So I need to, I need to start taking that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, did you wrestle collegially? I did. I went up to uh, uh, Central College in, in Iowa. And I really went up there to, I wanted to be a, 
you know, wrestler in Iowa. Mm, and uh, the first tough. year I got my butt kicked so bad. I didn't win a single match. Um, actually, I almost won a match at home and it was a varsity match. Somehow, you know, it was, and I, I went into, into overtime with the guy and then I got, I got beaten overtime, but uh, that was the best match I ever had. It was at, at home. I did a, a cool move where I kind of, he had a single leg. He had me, my, my foot lifted in the air. I was standing and I, I did some jump and ah. I kicked over his head and kicked out of it. It was, a, it was a pretty, uh, pretty awesome move, but, um, but I still lost the match, but uh, yeah. Um, well, that was the start of the ninja, right? It sounds like a ninja movie. Yeah, right I guess so. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I just fought to get through that season. I didn't, you know, I wanted to quit before I even finished the season. But once I got through that year, I, uh, I didn't, I didn't wrestle my sophomore, junior, senior year. I just, uh, I ran track at, at that point. Oh, so, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So your background is diverse, man. I mean, gymnastics and um, wrestling and then track. Have you kept up with all of them? Are you still good at gymnastics? Just based on the videos and stuff I've seen, you're doing handstands and all this crazy stuff all the time. Yeah, I think there's certain things I might be better at than, you know, than I was before when I was younger. Um, But my flexibility was what always hurt me in gymnastics. So I'm, I'm, I'm always working on my flexibility. Um, but, uh, that's, uh, yeah, I'm not going to get my middle splits anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> it's going to take me a little while. I don't yeah. know if I'll ever get there, but, yeah. uh, there I'm definitely, uh, I'm more capable of it now just cause I, you know, I can, I can be a little patient with things now. Yep. Yep. Um, so how old were you when, uh, this accident happened? Oh gosh, I think must've been about 24. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Maybe 20. My brother was, my brother was 29. Okay. So minus five. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so you and your brother grew up really close, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was about, uh, uh, four, four years, four and a half years older than me. Okay. Um, but we were both in gymnastics. He was, he was much better than I was. He went to the air force Academy and, uh, did well there. He was an all American and, oh, wow. uh, eventually he was coaching there at the air force Academy too. Oh, okay. So, okay. Um, you mentioned, uh, you know, being sort of a different person before the accident and after the accident, like, was it the accident that changed that sort of your mentality and, or is it, was it more of a personality change or all the above or, or what did it look yeah. like? Yeah. I, it's a good question. Um, no, I, I kind of was like, a. When I came, when I came, when I got, I was kind of like a middle schooler. That was kind of my, I was, I was like a really smart middle schooler. You know, I, I, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't, uh, I had a lot, I was really impulsive and I would just say things that were really off, you know, like, Mm. but I I didn't realize I was saying these things and it was these like, like, wow, what's this guy, what's wrong with this guy? Okay. Um, And, uh, 
And so I just kind of, I guess I had to learn, you know, by saying some dumb things and, and trying to, you know, recover and just learning how to recover and recover. Um, I think, you know, you have to be, you have to learn to, uh, to be more forgiving about other people and, and, and uh, you know, when they're, you know, not in the right uh, you know, mind frame or if they're, if they're uh, aggravated or something like that, I think, uh, you know, it was just, it was, it was a, it was a process, you know, coming back from, from the head injury. It was, uh, it was, you know, I couldn't go to sleep at night cause like you can't remember anything. So you're, it's hard to go to bed because you, you keep trying to remind yourself what you got to do in the morning. Um, but then I started re- taking notes, you know, when I was at, at nighttime before bed, and, uh, and I knew that I, I could write it down. And if I forgot, I could, I would, I would have it there written down. So that's how I started learning how to get to sleep. Wow. Um, but, uh, but then I started running and, and, uh, and I, you know, I started running a lot. I was actually, I started running barefoot. Yeah. Um, so what was the impetus um, behind that? I mean, I know that, you know, I think I had read, I think I was like every other guy who, or, or girl who's, or woman who's gone out and, uh, in, you know, read that book, Born to Run, and yeah, just yeah. decided that, that they would give it a try. For sure. And, uh, and so it didn't, yeah, it actually, it worked out pretty well for me. I had to go real slow. Uh-huh. I wasn't like, I wasn't racing anybody, you know, yeah. I always wanted to be the best at everything I did. So coming, into the running world after breaking my neck and having this head injury and I'm all muscle bound, you know, 180 pounds, uh, you know, I'm 150 pounds now. And so I lost 30 pounds of muscle. Sure. Um, but yeah, I think that first, the, the first, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I took, I, I'm, I'm kind of an extreme kind of person so I, I was on that kind of, and I know that's kind of how a lot of a lot of ultra runners are she saw a lot of them come from that kind of that bodybuilding end yeah and then they they channel it into the ultra distance world it's true um but uh I'm kind of losing I'm losing my train of thought here but if you want to no that's right. any- yeah yeah with the barefoot thing like I think I saw a video of you running barefoot uh, on a road marathon right you were running road yeah but <laughs> oh yeah yeah no i think i think it's easier to run on roads actually you know it's really it's, yeah you just i mean you go you go slower than you then you're going to go on something that's that's soft but yeah. when there's little pebbles or things like that you got to be a lot more careful that's true um but yeah i never i never went really fast i think i did a four hour 401 sure. uh marathon that might have been in san antonio or uh, i did las vegas too okay. um barefoot that's legit but um but now you know then i went through all the minimalist shoes and all that and, and i've kind of um uh, you know, I'm running hokas and uh, all sorts of different stuff. So yeah. I've gone all the way around and totally. I, I think, you know, it's, I like it all. You know, I think it's all good. I think, you know, there's no one way to run either. I think when you're running for a hundred miles, you got to run a lot of different ways. That's true. Yeah. Um, 
Well, I saw a, a little clip, a little video of you running, and it looks like your running form is freaking perfect, like just immaculate. And I would have to say well, that's pro- it's probably from running barefoot, right? Like you learn how to play. I hope so. And you learn that perfect 180 turnover, like just that little clip I saw. I'm like, man, that's the model right the- there. Nice. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Was that That's something probably you, the best compliment I've ever got. <laughs> was that something you had specifically worked on, or do you think that that just came from running barefoot? Oh, I think it was. Yeah, I was, I was studying it. I'm, I mean, it's it's definitely something that I, I mean, I've gone through the the, the pose stuff, and I've learned, you know different different. Uh, uh, yeah, I've even I've seen some of the chi running and chi walking stuff. Yep. I've, yep. Uh, I just think that it's, I think it's all good to try things, try different things, yeah. uh, you know, breathe, breathe differently. And, and mm-hmm. I just, I think if you're experimenting all the time, uh, you know, you know, there's really, there's a lot of right ways to do things. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's true. what I kind of learned. Yeah, I agree. I've been I think playing... I probably would have, I was probably the, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I've been playing around recently with trying to breathe str- just strictly through my nose while running. Have you played around with that at all? Just all nasal breathing? I have. I have. Um, I was actually going to start, you know, maybe putting a little, trying the water in the mouth thing. Yeah, yeah. And playing with that a little bit. Yep. But uh, yeah, I go all the nasal breathing and then I'll, I'll mess with different, all sorts of stuff. Singing, humming. Okay. Um, you know, and, and, and while I'm doing it, I'm thinking about, you know, how they, you know, we used to, you know, uh, work on the railroads and, 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 you know, how you're maybe uh, like sailors or people sailing across the sea would, would heave. Oh, and all this, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so I'm kind of using the, you know, the audible, audible breathing okay. kind of things to, to play around with that. For sure. While we're on the subject of breathing, um, in your own practice, do you do any other sort of breathing exercises, holotropic breathing, or any of the Wim Hof breathing, or carbon dioxide tolerance, or anything like that? Well, I suppose I have because I've I've done. I've, I had a guy who was, I maybe I wasn't so. I think it was the Wim Hof stuff because we did some ice bath and some sauna. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had, he was having me do some kind of real fast breathing. Okay. Um, but I haven't done a lot of it. Sure. Um, so I think when I'm running is probably when I'm playing with my breathing the most. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but, uh, yeah. but no, I need it. What's holotropic? What, what, what's this holotropic Holo- breathing? Holotropic breathing is, is pretty similar to the Wim Hof uh, system. I went to a holotropic breathing seminar one time and, uh, it was insane, man. Like they had us lay down on the floor. It was like in the back of this yoga studio. It was like a closed door session after the yoga studio was closed. Right. And they had us doing this. breathing. Mm-hmm. It was pretty similar to Wim Hof where you're over oxygenating your body. So you're taking in a big breath and letting out a little in a big, mm-hmm. big breath to, and letting out a little. And they had us do this for like, an hour and a half. It was a long time. And it felt like about 30 minutes. And it was insane, man. Like it was psychedelic. Like, you know, your eyes were closed, but it was really trippy. 
And there was getting high on your own supply. Totally. That's exactly what it was. And, and there was people there that were hysterically laughing and they couldn't stop. There was this lady there that was just bawling her eyes out. And, you know, there's sort of a a guy there that's like guiding the whole process. So he's helping people out, but it was insane, man. So I I would recommend at least. I I don't know anything about that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know anything about that. That sounds cool. It's cool. I'd give that a try for sure. Yeah. It's, yeah, definitely a natural way to get high. <laughs> it was it was pretty interesting, man. Um, so um, when did you get into ultra running? And uh, was it like, you know, for me, it was it was definitely, you know, I read Dean Carnaz's book, and then the, eventually the Born to Run book came along. Was it kind of the same thing with you that inspired you to start running these longer distances? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, and you know, and I, I think, the, what I did was I ran the first race. I was like, I'm going to run a marathon. So I ran, I ran a marathon yep. and I did that one in barefoot. And, and, uh, uh, and then I ran my, and then I was going to run a 50 K and I did that in the, in these five fingers, the five finger shoes, uh, the V from five fingers. Yep. Um, and that, I mean, it was like an eight hour 50 K it was, it was, I mean, I was crippled. Um, and then I, <laughs> I was, yeah, everybody probably thought this guy is insane. <laughs> and I, I kind of was. Uh, and then I went and I did the Bandera 100K in, in, in the five fingers. And I th- yeah. I've, I've got to be the first person to do that. Maybe uh, I don't know how many others have. You're probably but, right. Uh, <laughs> but Bandera sucks. <laughs> and I can't. And every time I'm out there running now, I'm like, man, I can't believe I ran a hundred kilometers no in kidding. five fingers out here, dude. you know, I'm out there in Hoka's now. Yeah, totally. That's crazy. Um, how many times have you done the Bandera? Gosh, I've done that one more than, more than any other ultras. My, okay. uh, I think is the Bandera 100 K. Okay. Let me think maybe five times, five maybe times. four or five times. Nice. And you've covered the hundred mile distance a few times too, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, I finished Cactus Rose once. I think I ran it. I've run it four times now. Okay. Um, but I finished it once. Uh, and then I've uh, finished Rocky Raccoon a couple times. Mm. Um, I had a I had a big fail in San Diego at like mile forty four. Mm. Uh, San Diego one hundred. Yeah, it'd be nice if I had somebody, you know, to to remember all these these moments for me. <laughs> you know, I was thinking, man, he, he wants some stories. I'm, I wish, uh, I wish I was a better storyteller. No, no, this is perfect, man. So, I mean, going back to the accident though, when you talk about your memory, was was memory loss? So, like, when you woke up from the accident, was it almost like amnesia, where you didn't remember parts of your past? And how was that affecting? No, I remembered every, I remembered everything. Okay. Everything from before. Yeah. Okay. It just, it just messed up the way my brain, you know, worked from that point on. I think, you know, I remembered, uh, you know, I was operating on, on the memory that, you know, from the schooling that I, you know, I had, I, I could remember things that I learned in college. I knew, you know, all the stuff that I needed to know that, you know, to pass the exams I needed to get my, my certifications or whatnot. Um, so all that was still there. Um, it was just kind of the way that I, um, the way that I used really my, uh, 
I guess it was really more about like just the short term, you know, things that happened, mm-hmm. you know, that day, you know, it's just, it's just like, you're always like losing your keys, okay. you know, you can't quite, uh, but, but I remembered things from before. Okay. Um, okay. Um, is there, is there anything you can do to, I mean, like, forgive me if this sounds, um, course, uh, but is there anything you can do to like heal your brain? Like I've heard of people incorporating like the ketogenic diet to sort of heal brain trauma from like concussions and, and stuff like that. Have, is, is there mm-hmm. anything that you incorporate or anything that you can do? Well, I think, I think the exercising is, is probably the most important thing, but I'm sure nutritionally, I mean, taking fish oil and stuff like that would probably be a great thing to do. I, I, I'm kind of lazy with my supplementation and all that. So I'm pretty, uh, I'll eat. I'm, I'm really lazy about my food. to be honest, (laughs) to be really honest. I'm really lazy about it. That Um, surprises me. Yeah, no, it's because it's not an issue for me. I'm, I'm probably in that intermittent fasting place all the time. And it's not something that I do intentionally. It's just, if I'm not hungry, you know, but I still, I want to maintain, you know, I want to be able to, to build my muscles. So I, you know, I, some days I have big days and and some days, uh, you know, I don't eat much, but yeah, what's your, nothing's, it's not very structured. I'll tell you that. Okay. What's your typical diet? Like, do you follow any sort of a vegetarian or just like anything, or do you just eat whatever sounds good? Um, I'll eat anything. I'm an omnivore, but I I think probably, uh, you know, maybe a, a, a plant-based diet is the the way to go. So Mm -hmm. I guess I'd probably be moving that direction. Um, I just need to make, make some more intentional, uh, you know, moves to actually, you know, incorporate it into my life. But, uh, you know, I don't eat, I, I eat pretty, pretty good. My wife feeds me well, you know, she gives me, she feeds me good food. Nice. Um, nice. So, but when I'm, when I'm on my own, uh, you know, I don't eat much Mm. and, but it might be a bag of chips, you know, if I do, you know, it might be a bag of chips and a Gatorade or something. Sure. Um, but the, you know, the downside is I think the damage is it, it, that it'll do to your teeth, really, mm. <laughs> you know, all the, all the sugar that I've drank over my life. Right. You know, it was, uh, yeah. Well, with all the stuff that I see you doing, all the exercising and all the, just everything you're doing, man, like gymnastics, this American Ninja warrior stuff, like everything that you're getting up to, I mean, my personal opinion would be like, you, you should definitely be eating meat at this point in your life. But I just saw this documentary recently where even Arnold Schwarzenegger has gone vegetarian and, and stopped eating meat. And, you know, he was a big meat and eggs and protein guy, obviously, and, mm-hmm. and, and steroids, obviously, back in the day. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, even he's gone vegetarian. And so it's like, wow. the older you get in life, I can see that being more of a positive thing. Like when you're not in the gym for hours and hours, every single day, it seems to make more sense as far as like energy levels go. I remember what I had last, what I just remember what I had to eat. Um, yeah, my last meal was a chicken quesadilla from, 
oh gosh, I can't remember the place it's from, yeah. but it's a chicken quesadilla, you know, okay. it's, and I ate half and my, and my wife had the other half. Oh, perfect. Yeah. That's yeah. not much food though. <laughs> no, no, no. We split it up. Yeah. Uh, well, you look lean and you look super strong too. So, um, you must be doing something stronger right than I, I've stronger than I've ever been in my life. I believe I'm, in the, I'm in the best shape I've ever been. I believe um, it. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think I, t- I do take some, uh, a protein called gene pro okay. it's just like 30 grams of protein and I put it into some milk. And so I probably live on a lot of, I, I do a lot of milk. Yeah. Um, okay. I probably, I, I'd say that that's probably how I hold my weight is probably dairy. Got it. Okay. But, um, at what point in your ultra running career, did you s- decide to, um, get into the American Ninja Warrior stuff. Like that's a completely, that that's a left turn right there. But um, well, they came to San Antonio and okay. I, and I went and I got in the walk online that year. Ah. Uh, if it wasn't for another guy that was at the gym, I was, we were at a uh, Olympic gym before it, it uh, shut down. Uh, this guy, Jerry, uh, he said he, he was going to go down and, and get in the walk online. So we went down together and, and, and waited. But uh, it rained that night, probably two or three competitors before I was going to go. So uh, they called it and, uh, and I kind of, I learned what I had to learn, you know, to try to <clears throat> get on the show, how to, you know, what to do in the video and, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, when to submit the video and all the, all the little things you got to learn to, to, uh, to get the, to get the call back. And I got, I got lucky and, and I got the call back for the uh, season 10. Okay. Okay. Um, what's that process like? Like I've heard of other people getting on reality shows and it's just a constant barrage of tests and quizzes and drug tests and blood work and all this stuff just to be on a reality show. Was it the same thing for American Ninja Warrior or, or what was that process mm-hmm. like? Well, well this year, uh, they did a lot of COVID testing. They were testing us a lot, um, um, for COVID. Um, but, uh, no, it was pretty much, you just, you just fill out your, your applica- the application and, and they ask you about a bunch of stuff and, and you, I think you answer it as honestly as you, as you want to. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so you put what, what you want to put down on the, on the paper and if you're comfortable and it was, I was, I was comfortable giving them, giving them that information Mm -hmm. and then really it's about getting the video to where they when they watch it you know it wows them and they and they want to you know see if they can make a better video than that okay um but uh yeah if it was about just being the best athlete though there's there's tons of athletes out there so i think you know you have to have some sort of story and i think uh i think my story is uh when and, and if it gets gets told, uh, I think that that American Ninja Warrior will figure out a way to 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 get it out of me, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so the video is clutch. That's a big deal. Yes. You got to make that yeah. video perfect. Okay. Okay. Yeah. This guy Alejandro de Hoyas in San Antonio is the guy that made my my video in 2010, and then this last one uh, they got me uh, submitted again. Um, and it's like it's it's amazing how he can put together this this story it's like how do you how can he you know 
and he makes it look like I'm the one telling the story, but he's sure. somehow he drew he drew it out of me. Nice, nice. Um, and then you were on season ten and eleven, if I if I'm correct. And so, just like, what was the experience like? Well, I was on season ten, and I didn't get the call back for eleven, and then I didn't get the call back for twelve. It was kind of COVID had just started. Oh. Um, and uh, and they cut down the competitors a lot so i think i, I want to say it was like 250 people got a call and yeah i, I don't want to say exactly i know it was a lot of a lot less uh, competitors got the call in 2012 um but then i just resubmitted that same video from 2012 because i really couldn't afford to make another one if you know at this point not thinking i was going to get the call back okay and i just sub just put the the one from 2012 back in and and it was a good video and i knew i wasn't going to make a better one than that okay. and then i i got the call the call back that was a it was just you know they hadn't they were they were inviting more people to come compete so there was they were picking from a bigger a bigger uh group of guys for sure yeah um, was it pretty intense being on the show? Like, did you feel pressure while you were being recorded? And uh, what did you meet a bunch of the other competitors? Were they pretty cool or were they big headed or what was what was the whole thing like? Yeah, you meet a lot of different personality types. And uh, I, had a, I had a great time this year because I got to go uh, with, uh, I got to, there's a San Antonio, a competitor in San Antonio named Quest. And I met another guy named JC from uh, Mississippi. And, uh, and we call ourselves the three Ninja Amigos. He was, he was down here as a COVID nurse uh, and, uh, and Quest lives here. Um, but we all trained together. And, uh, and so we got to compete on the, sh you know, on the show and kind of go through that, that process together. And uh, before I, I, you know, in season 10, I didn't have anybody. I didn't know anybody. And uh, it was intimidating, you know, you, 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 just to talk to people. You don't really want to, you know, I was, I'm not the type to really engage too much. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I think there's, you learn the, that there's a lot of, there's a lot of kind of, I even hate to talk about it, but it's just there's a lot of fake people. So there's yeah. like your friends and then, you know, you have enemies that, that there's, you're not really, uh, you just know you're not the type of people that y'all aren't going to enjoy each other. So y'all just stay away from each other. So friends, you got your enemies and then you have frenemies. And, you know, I, I'd rather have an enemy than, than a frenemy. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> well, everybody's Somebody acting, acting like they're, they're there for you and they're on oh. your side, but they're, they're plotting against you. Oh. I think a lot of that happens when you get into the TV kind of, and it's not a, it's, it's a sport outside of the, the, the show, you know, but I think it's, uh, uh, it can, it definitely adds a, another uh, spin or twist on it that makes it a lot more challenging for me. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Um, and you're still running ultras these days, man. You're still out there killing it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to do uh, Pedernalis, like one of those night races, the Captain Carl's night races next. Okay, nice. And you just did one like pretty recently, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did a uh, Spider Mountain 12 hour. 12 hour. Nice. Uh, okay. Yeah. So That's in awesome. my mind, I've been telling people I'm going to do the, I've been, I've been talking about it. I'm not a hundred. I'm not, I haven't signed up for it yet, but I've told a, a few people that I'm going to try the Cactus Rose 150. Right. And, uh, you know, I, it, it's hard because you, I know that I've failed the dang thing three times. I've only finished the hundred miler once. So okay. jumping in and going, I'm going to try to do 150, uh, you know, I, I just feel like I'm in the best, I'm in, I'm in really good shape. I've got a long time to get ready for this thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, I'm looking at it as a multi-day race, you know, yeah. if I, if I don't, and I, the, I've started running, you know, looking at my heart rate over the last several uh, ultras. And if I'm looking at my heart rate and I'm not letting it, you know, go up in the red, I, I mean, there was a, a 24 hour race that I ran and I spent like over six hours in, in the red and mm. I dropped out of that thing at like 12 or 13 hours. I mean, I gassed out hard, yeah. but looking back at my, at, at the detail, at my running details, it was like, yeah, you spent six and a half hours in the red, mm. you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, is that but yeah so using my heart rate is has, has really helped me a lot over the last several races okay okay help you calm down and go at a little bit of a slower pace yeah yeah so i think if i failed at a race it was probably because i i came out like like crazy man you know yeah yeah that's what i was going to ask is you know we've all had as ultra runners dnfs but that's what i was going to ask is did you just go out out of the starting line just way too fast just going guns a blazing i think i've gone out too fast almost every race of my <laughs> life except for these last couple ones you okay. know maybe uh the 12 hour and the and the cactus rose 100 yep. uh, this last one uh yeah i was i was patient on those on those last two so okay. but i think every race that i've ever run in my life you know <laughs> any competition yeah, yeah. i've I'm going hard from the very, very start. So uh, is that just part of your personality? Are you a very competitive person with everything in life? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, but I think learning, learning, just slowly learning, you know, I've gradually gotten better at not coming out at so fast, or, mm-hmm. but, but, uh, but yeah, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a process. I think I'm fine. And I never, I was just going out by feel. So I feel like I'm, I'm not running hard, you know, but I'm still going, going way too fast. Right. So now I'm using my heart rate and, uh, and that's, if I'm looking at the heart rate. Then I just, I know, okay, I'm going to, I'm going too fast. Yeah. Yeah. You go easy. Yeah. Start to try to stay in the green and, and, uh, you know, I see my heart rate getting up over, over 150 or getting close to close to 160. I start, I'm walking. Totally. Yeah. But that's uh, smart. That's a smart move. Um, but there was a point in those last 12 hour race where it was at like 110 and I'm hiking hard thinking like, I'm look, I'm going to look down at my watch and it's going to be like racing. Uh-huh. And I see my heart rates down to like 110. It was, uh-huh. I mean, there was points where it was hard to get my heart rate up. Okay. Well, that's because you're fit, man. You're freaking fit. (laughs) Um, 
so years ago, <clears throat> um, part of my story is uh, I was doing a bunch of martial arts and uh, I did an MMA fight and it was like on, on kind of a dare almost, but I had time to train for it. So I had like six months to train for this fight. Right. And uh, man, I, I've never been so nervous for anything as I was for this fight, right? Like walking into that yeah. cage and when they close and lock the cage door, dude, I was, it was almost an out of body experience. I was so out of my head. Right. But that experience, yeah. since I had that experience, now I'm never nervous for an ultra. Like I walk up to the starting line, no nerves at all. Was yeah, it pretty yeah, much, yeah, is yeah. it pretty much the same with you? Like was, was that American Ninja warrior, like just completely nerve wracking and adrenaline was just jacked. So that now when you walk up to an ultra marathon, it's like, dude, this is easy. You know what? I, I think going up to the ultra marathon, I'm, I, I haven't been, been nervous. I get excited and I'm yeah. excited about it, but, totally. but, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I just having having a little glitch here. Losing, yeah. losing my train of thought again. No, no. It's just like, uh, just like another easy day for you. If you're running an ultra marathon, I mean, you've been through harder stuff, man. So, but I know um, what you're talking about, you know, wrestling was, I was, it was the most nervous thing ever. You know, yeah. when you're going to go into the ring with somebody and, and try to put their, their back down to the mat. Yeah. Uh, well, dude's I mean, yeah. One-on-one yeah. -on -one with somebody, you know, where somebody's going to win. Mm -hmm. That's the, that's the ultimate there's nothing more nervous than that i mean nothing. you can't even compare it to this ninja warrior stuff okay you're getting on stage and, and you're gonna run this thing it's nothing like standing you know one-on-one -on -one with somebody and you're you know <laughs> you got to beat them they're trying to beat you and y'all are just doing everything you can you know everything. just trying to crush each other yep um in front of your there's family, no, there's nothing. Yeah. You're in front of your friends. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I just hope I don't crap my pants in front of all my family and friends. You know, it's like, I don't want to get knocked out in the first round or, you know what, when you started telling me that, you know, about your MMA fight, that was, it brought me back to the wrestling and the, yeah. you know, the mornings and, uh, you know, getting ready, weighing in, seeing who you're gonna, you're gonna, uh, compete against. Uh, it was kind of like, I, I always tell people when I'm, when I meet somebody else who's run a hundred miles, and, you know, I, I don't often outside of the community that I'm in, but when somebody, I, I just come across them, it's like, I'm like in awe, you know, mm. cause they, they rent a hundred miles. That's the hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah. You yeah, know, for sure. Is I, I was puking my guts out at <laughs> Cactus Rose. Uh, and I had one and I had to go out for that one more 25 mile loop. Mm. And uh, I was, kind of hoping that the doctor whoever the medic was there was going to say no you can't go out <laughs> and i was kind of playing it up and then you know after 20 minutes or something they gave me some pedialyte they were like all right you're okay you're like damn <laughs> i was like okay so I, yeah i was gonna play up this whole thing and i was gonna be done and, and then i just kind of walked out i just yeah. walked out of the you know yeah. on my onto my next loop and yeah. uh it's amazing how you get the you just get it comes back you know the sun comes out or Mm -hmm. uh, you just have, you just rally somehow yeah. when, and, uh, yeah, I was puking my guts. I just ended this, into this trash can. It was so loud. I was probably yelling more, <laughs> you know, make this, making a really, I'm not a good, I'm not good at throwing up. <laughs> um, um, 
no, man. something wasn't working well for me. I hear you. So a few years back, I did uh, the Cruel Jewel 100 in Georgia. And I'm like 70 or 80 miles into this thing. And as I'm running, you're running up and down these mountains. And I look way, way down. And there's a road down there with cars driving by. And mm -hmm. just like in my head, I just got this thought, like, I could just go down there and hitch a ride. And like, yeah. just they could take me into the finish. Hell, I could even lie and say I actually finished the race. And that's not <laughs> something I would normally do. But those were real thoughts coming into my head. Yeah. Like my body's so broken down that my body's telling me that that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, man. That's a pretty tough one, huh? That you say the oh, cruel yeah. jewel. Cruel jewel. Yeah, it was tough, man. I mean, there's very little flat running. It's all up and down on that one. Wow. It's legit. Um, so you said in the future, maybe a 150. Um, any other plans? Any more uh, Ninja Warrior stuff? Anything else coming up in your future? Uh, well, uh, the show is airing on May 31st on Monday. Ah, sweet. So, okay. Uh, so hopefully I get, I get, you know, some airtime. I can't really talk about how I did. And, you know, not everybody's going to get on TV or featured. Oh. Um, but, uh, but hopefully if I keep my fingers crossed. I get, I get, you know, a little. That's coming up in a few days. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Coming right. It's well, coming quick. Shoot, man, this podcast was perfect timing then to, to promote. That's what that. I was thinking. I was like, I hope that it, I hope that we get on before the, before oh. the show comes on. Yeah, no, okay. it's a uh, perfect timing. Shoot. Um, All right. Cool, man. So, um, and you're under contract where you can't talk about it though, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I had to, uh, I, I can't even remember all the stuff that I had to sign, but they yeah. kind of hammered it into us. Okay. Um, so yeah, cool. I uh, can't really, can't really talk about it, but yeah. it was, it was a great time. And, and, sure. uh, I already talked about those, those guys I, 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 you know, met up with and we trained mm -hmm. together here in San Antonio and, mm -hmm. uh, much better experience, uh, than previous years. And I'm looking forward to, uh, looking forward to, to continuing with the, you know, the Ninja Warrior stuff and, you know, keep putting my, my submission video in every year. Yeah, for sure. It's killer, man. Killer. Well, this has been awesome, man. I mean, you are God, like just, just looking at your Instagram, man. So your Instagram handle is the ultra ninja, right? Yeah. Yeah. The ultra dot ninja. Okay. You guys, anybody listening, find this guy and check out his Instagram. It's just so inspiring. The, the crap this guy's doing. It's like gymnastics, ultra marathons, American Ninja Warrior style <laughs> workouts. Like he is literally the ultra ninja is like the perfect Instagram handle for you, man. That that sums it up. Oh, and my my wife, my my wife would like me to drop hers too. I don't know. She's the air. She's the aerial ninja. Ah. She's a, She's an aerialist, you know, the like one of those circus people that. Oh, really? It does all the stuff on on silks and and yeah. fabric and and oh. uh, you know the liras and trapezes, all sorts of stuff. Okay, okay, awesome. How long have you guys been married? Oh yeah, you're gonna put me on the spot. Uh oh, it's gotta be. <laughs> gotta be like seven years now. Okay, okay, yeah, I think cool. so. Cool. Um, do you guys both work at the gym that you own? Yes. Yeah. She's, oh. it's, it's her, it's her Pilates studio, but okay. I get, I use it a little bit and, oh. uh, I do a lot of, I, I bounce around and, and, and go to people. Um, 
more than she does. She does more work at the studio. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, it's, we worked there. We, we actually met at Olympic gym, um, mm. in San Antonio before it, it closed. And it was like, it was hardcore. You know, there was Arnold pictures of Arnold and all the, <laughs> all the bodybuilders, Ronnie Coleman, they all came there and trained. And it was, it was a shame when it, when it, mm. um, when it kind of passed away for sure. But, uh, but yeah, we met there. We were, um, uh, both train, you know, personal trainers, kind just, you know, contract. Okay. Uh, okay. So you both, okay. You were both trainers there. Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay. I was, I was wondering if you were both just working out there and that's how you met, because I've always wondered, like I had a roommate once, once that was like, how do you approach a woman at a gym that doesn't sound creepy? You know? And so I was yeah, going to ask no you, way. <laughs> there's no way. <laughs> it, yeah. So if we weren't both working there and seeing each other every single day and just yeah. being able to slowly kind of, yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, for sure. Yeah, I don't know how I did it, but but <laughs> some, somehow, somehow I, I I managed to do something good. Oh yes, that's it right there. Well, awesome, man. Um, I wasn't. I'm gonna try and get this out before the 31st so that uh, people can hear it, so cool. they can tune in and watch you, man. So I'm excited. I right just wrote on. it down and uh, I want to see it. I can't wait. So. Listen, Corey, just keep inspiring, man. Keep doing what you're doing. You're freaking savage, man. You're a badass. Just, yeah, just keep it up, man. Like, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what's in your future, man. And if you ever come out to Colorado, look me up, man. I'll take you up in the mountains and uh, we'll, uh, we'll, yeah. beat, we'll beat ourselves up. All right. Yeah, absolutely will. All cool. right, Adam. All right, hey, man. Thanks a lot. Absolutely. Stay in touch. Talk to you soon, man. Yep. Okay. Talk to you later. Later. All right, Corey Torkelson, American Ninja Warrior, stud, maniac. Did you guys take my advice and follow him on, on Instagram? His handle is at theultra.ninja. Follow this guy. You're going to be blown away. I love watching him. All right, thanks for listening, you guys. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Big Things Crewing. That is us. If you guys need anything in the way of crewing or pacing for your ultra marathon or coaching, you just need a coach to get you on the right track. Look us up big-things-crewing.com. Um, subscribe to this podcast, subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on all the social medias. If you like this episode, share this episode, please rate, review, like, subscribe, do it all. I love you guys. And I love when I hear from you guys. So hit me up. We want to thank our sponsors, Exoskin. They make a great line of apparel. Check them out. No blisters, no chafing, no odor. Use our discount code BTC, all caps for 20% off. Athletic Brewing, the finest non-alcoholic beer around. 20% promo code there is McRobertsA20, all caps. That's a discount on the best non-alcoholic beer around. And On Pace Wellness, I want to thank my good bud, Will Benitez. If you want to dial in your nutrition this year, look up On Pace Wellness. 
Mention this podcast, he's going to hook you up with a 10% discount. Remember guys, life is short. Do big things. Pedro, take us for a run, boy.